Good morning. Thank you for joining me, Pastor Zach Williams of Flat Creek Baptist Church here in Gainesville, Georgia, for another edition of New Horizons, the daily podcast and radio ministry of Flat Creek Baptist Church. It is always my greatest joy to be able to dive deep into God's Word with you, and I pray that these podcasts are a daily blessing to you and your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. If you would like more information about Flat Creek Baptist Church and how we can come alongside of you, just go to our website, flatcreekchurch.net, and you can find all the information you need to know about us there. Friends, today we're going to be still right here in Acts chapter number 16. And I want to talk to you just real briefly today on a passage of scripture that we looked at yesterday because I don't want you to leave perplexed. I don't want you to walk away from the text and have questions as to what Paul meant in his declaration of salvation to the jailer. Now, you will remember the moment that the jailer asked him the question, Sir, what must I do to be saved? And it's a question that maybe right now you might be asking. You may listen to this podcast every day, or maybe you're riding down the road here in Gainesville and you're listening on the radio, or maybe you attend Flat Creek Baptist Church every Sunday morning, and that question is just prevalent in your heart and in your mind, and you're asking the question this morning, what must I do to be saved? Well, I echo the words of the Apostle Paul when he made it so simple. He said, believe on the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. Friends, that is a simple formula of salvation, isn't it? You know, many people today, they think that salvation is by works, that you have to fulfill a list of religious obligations and commandments, and as long as you do this, 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 and this, you will eventually reach God at the top. But the Bible says that you are saved by grace through faith, and this is not of yourselves. It is it is a work of God that no man might be able to boast. God is the one who does the work unto salvation. The Lord Jesus Christ is the one who saves you. He has paid the price on Calvary's tree, and because of this, you can be saved today. And it's just by faith. Paul would write in Romans chapter 10, verse number 9 through verse number 13. He says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. One believes in the heart resulting in righteousness and one confesses with the mouth resulting in salvation. Now the scripture says everyone who believes on him will not be put to shame for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek since the same Lord of all is rich to all who call on him for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Paul says to the jailer, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. That is simple, friends. It's just by faith. You come by faith to the Lord Jesus Christ. You believe that he is eternal. You believe he came, virgin born, lived a perfect, sinless life, died on Calvary's tree, suffering the wrath of God for you and me, was buried, resurrected three days later, ascended on high, and he's coming back. If you believe those things, the Bible says, call out to him, believe on him, and he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. And the Bible says that anyone who calls on that name, will be safe. Simple. 
But I want you to listen to the next part of what Paul says, because this is where you could get confused. Paul says, believe on the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. So is it true that because this jailer was saved, that his entire family was saved? Well, the answer is no, that's not the case. I, I can't. I can't be saved for my wife and my children. I, truly, I wish I could. I, if I could, I'd be saved for my entire family, my extended family. I'd be saved in place of all my friends. I'd be saved in place of my neighbors because I want everybody to go to heaven when they die. And so when Paul says, be saved, you and your household, is he wrong by saying that his household will be saved? And once again, we can't say that this man's salvation equals the salvation of his household. But what it does mean and what Paul is saying here is that there is a greater chance of your household being saved if you are a follower in Jesus than if you're not. And the Bible goes on to say, he spoke the message of the Lord to him along with everyone in his house. He took them the same hour of the night. He washed their wounds and right away he and all of his family were baptized. So this jailer gives his heart to Christ Jesus and then he wants Paul and Silas to come to his home. Once again, when Paul and Silas arrive at his house, it's not that his family is already saved. No, each person must give an account. And each person must decide in their heart whether or not they want to be followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. This man could not stand in their place. However, because he's been saved, now his wife, now his children... Now his mother and father stand a far greater chance of salvation than they did if he wasn't saved. Well, just imagine, maybe every day when that jailer walked out the door, maybe he cursed, maybe he swore, maybe he had a temper, maybe he was a mean, disgruntled old man, maybe every day he hollered at his children, maybe he was mean to his wife, maybe he was all about career, focused on this and that, never had joy, never had peace, never had satisfaction. Faction. He was just a mean old rugged jailer. His time in the jail around all those prisons had made him this way. But on this day, he comes walking home and he looks a little bit different than he used to. He's got a new skip in his step as he struts down the road. He's got two men who are dirty from being in prison all night long standing next to him. And consider that it's very possible that this jailer many times had probably cursed the men in the prison. He had probably talked bad about every person in the prison. Probably told his family, you should never associate with men like that. But yet here he comes walking home with two men who are filthy from being in prison all night long. They're beat up and bruised from being beaten the day before with a mob. And now he's walking them to his house. And when he walks in the door, he's got a new look on his face. He's got a new smile that he's looking at them with. There's a new joy in his heart. There's a newfound peace in his countenance. And he says, I want to introduce you to two men 
who were put in the bottom of the prison last night, they sang all night long, they gave praise all night long, and when the night was done, they told me how to give my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. I've accepted him. I've been forgiven of my sins. I've been reconciled to a holy God. I'm not the same man who walked out of this door yesterday. I'm a new creation in Christ. I've been freed from the bondage of sin. I'm no longer a slave to those things that used to hold me down. But now I'm walking in the freedom of the Spirit. And the Bible says that when he shares all these things with his family, coupled with the message of Paul and Silas of the redemption that's found in Christ Jesus, the Bible says that the jailer and his entire household were saved. Isn't that a beautiful verse? They were saved and they were baptized, the entire house. No, this man could not be saved for them. But because he was saved and they saw the difference in his life, now they come to saving knowledge in the Lord Jesus Christ themselves. And friends, what I'm going to tell you today is this. You might be the only person in your family that stands for the Lord Jesus Christ. You might be the only person in your circle of friends that believes on him. I'm telling you to just keep living for him. Keep being the light in the midst of a dark world. Keep telling your family all about the Lord Jesus Christ. Keep telling your friends about the Lord Jesus Christ and watch God work and see if he won't save your entire household by the witness and the testimony that you live in front of them. And so I'm praying today that God goes with you, that he gives you boldness, that he gives you confidence, and that he gives you faithful endurance to continue living in front of your friends and family the true gospel of Jesus Christ. May God bless you today, and I look forward to joining you next time on New Horizons.